Have you been feeling extremely frustrated recently? Confused? Anxious? And you feel like life is going in a downward spiral, but for the life of you, you don't know why. It could be that you have fallen into the loyalty trap. Yes, I said the loyalty trap. If you want to learn more about that, stay tuned. Hi, I'm Shel Bernardi, the Wholeness Guide, and in today's episode of Wholeness at Work, we will be talking about something that we don't often talk about, which is what I do on this podcast. I've learned over many years of feeling forced to suppress my voice, to silence my voice, that it's often the things that we feel we cannot speak about that we have to speak about, because that's what helps us to be free in terms of our thinking, in terms of our approach to life. So let's dive right into it. The loyalty trap, in my experience, is when we tend to get stuck in a situation, an organization, a relationship where there's been an extended period of time that has passed and we have this loyalty to this person or to this leader And it's actually that very thing that is causing us to feel dissociated from our very lives. Now, if there was a healthy leader in the workplace, in a faith community, in in an intimate relationship, that would be something that would be healthy, positive. You'd be able to feel like you are growing and changing and there's movement in your life. But when you feel stuck in a situation, it might be because you've worked in a company for 15 years, and you feel like, I don't know what to do next. Or you've engendered yourself so much to a team leader, a manager, you've kind of been together in the struggle, and you haven't been able to actually individuate, to realize and take a step back to say, what do I want in the situation? So let's understand what loyalty is. Loyalty is the act of being committed to or supportive of a person organization, or institution. So, you know, we even can apply this to brands. We're loyal to brands until there's something else that comes along. And and marketing strategies are very much aligned to winning that customer loyalty, that brand loyalty. But I want to talk more about your personal loyalty to people in your life that might have started out as a safe person, as someone who you could connect to and um, there was some growth. But eventually what happened over time is your loyalty had to be unquestioned. You couldn't challenge the leader. You just kind of went along with things, even though you felt like things were not okay. And if you take away anything from the podcast today, I want you to know this. Loyalty has an expiry date. It's a hard one to hear, perhaps, because especially in certain cultures where this is almost unspoken, it's almost expected. You join a company and they say, well, we are family, you know, but actually, can they reciprocate loyalty to you? I'm getting ahead of myself. Let's go into three signs that your loyalty has reached an expiry date. Number one, the loyalty is one-sided. This could be an employer, a partner, a friend, or even a spiritual group. But we have to question the loyalty. If you are always the one that is expected to give your time, your energy, and your commitment, but that's not reciprocated, oh, it's said to be 
mutual. But when you actually need the help, when you actually need the support, it's lacking, then there's a problem. So even if you've worked for 10 years tirelessly, given up your weekends, given up your work late nights, missed your children's birthday parties for the sake of the company because you were so loyal, when it comes time to downsizing, you might be one of those people that fall into that group. And it can be debilitating. It can be totally shocking to realize that you've given so much into a job or a relationship or a group and you realize that when you actually needed the help and support, it was not there. Number two, a sign that your loyalty has reached an expiry date. Your life has slowly gone into a downward spiral. So this is something that I've been reflecting on where we've been in a 10-year process with a specific group and in the beginning, it seemed healthy and good and actually it was. It really was. But over time, we noticed the leader changing. But because we were told that this is the way um, we have to go, you kind of get into this process where you're not allowed to question because those who question are seen as non-supportive, as critical, as outside the circle. And after I'd been in the cult, I should have seen the signs much earlier But you don't. What happens is because you feel like you cannot question, like you have to go along, it's what Greg McCowan calls the sunk cost bias in essentialism. You've spent so much time and energy in this specific environment and with those people that you don't know how to shift that. But over time, you start to realize that you're feeling stifled. You have to keep defending the negative behavior of the leaders in the group And, you know, essentially that's cult. Cult is control. And I mean, it could also be a work environment that's very toxic where where you are told that it is a open door policy and you can say whatever you want. Everyone's free to speak. When you try to do that, you've realized that there are repercussions for having your voice heard. I do these training sessions with young graduates, post-grads. Some of them are still working and studying and they said to me, Cheryl, you know, it's it's good to say, you know, find your voice in the workplace, speak up in healthy ways. But when you do, it's not appreciated. Now, of course, there are ways that you can learn how to speak in a way that is heard. And if it's a healthy environment, then that can definitely develop and change over time. But in most toxic environments, unless you blindly follow the leader, there are repercussions because you're not seen as the malleable ones. And this results in you losing a sense of confidence, feeling like you are incapable. And that's the big thing. You don't feel capable because they've had to erode your confidence. They've had to downplay your strengths so that you can stay compliant, so that you can stay under the rule of the leader. And that's a key word there. If a leader expects you to be under their leadership, that's generally going to be a negative and potentially abusive situation. Healthy leaders come alongside people. They walk with you. They inspire you. They're not trying to force you to conform to the group norms so that you can be acceptable and you don't speak up and you don't question They actually appreciate your questions. They see your value. And they say, well, if you are saying this 
uh, and you're bringing this to our attention, it must mean there's something that we have to listen to. So let's pay attention to that. And if you're not in that environment, your life can feel like it's in a downward spiral because you are confused, you don't believe in yourself anymore, and it's not a nice place to be. It's quite a horrible place to be. And a big clue here is that once you walk away from that environment, once you leave that environment and you realize, whoa, there's actually different perspectives and there's other healthy options out there. And then you start to see things in a different light. And often you only see that once you've stepped out under the control or influence of the leader. Because what is leadership? Leadership is influence. So the person, the voice that is influencing your life has the potential to control your life. Now, if you ever try and discuss that with this person, they may not see it that way, especially if they're bordering on narcissism, where the false self is essentially the central focus of that, of that person, and they aren't able to, to consider other perspectives. That's a losing battle. And so you need to know that maybe your life is in a downward spiral because of the voices influencing your life. And it could be family members. So first sign, loyalty is one-sided. Second sign, your life is going in a downward spiral. Number three, you feel forced to be someone else in order to be accepted. So while we have to maintain a level of professionalism in the workplace, there's a limit to how much of our true self we can suppress. I'll give you an example from my own life. There was one environment which was notorious for being difficult, especially to people from the outside. I'll just say that. <laughs> and they were not just serious, they were extremely combative. So one of my values is I need to have fun at work. And so I would try to joke and, you know, have fun because it's, you know, campaigns and fundraising and, you know, it's, it's for me, it was fun. But literally, <laughs> that was a frowned upon. And I was seen as the the weird person or the non-engaging person. And having that constant barrage of conflict and my my main kind of value is harmony. So being in that toxic environment with conflicting messages constantly eventually led to me getting panic attacks in that environment while I was there. I haven't had them since I've left that environment. But I do know that these things are real. So if you are in a situation, and it could be a religious group. And I want to just say that you have a right to question beliefs. Just because somebody is quoting the Holy Scriptures, whatever they are, does not mean that they have a special view on divinity. They have a view on it, and so it's your responsibility to question and consider this and also test the fruit of that person in their own life. Do they present a feeling or a sense of holiness when actually they are very judgmental and critical and gossip and complain about people? That's not very nice. So (laughs) you need to always test and see the leaders that we are under the influence of. Are they actually earning your respect? Are they worthy of your respect? When you do try to have authentic, real conversations Are you met with a level of authenticity and depth or is your opinion and input disregarded and kind of overlooked? 
because that can also be a very subtle but very powerful way of silencing your voice. You kind of get the message that you are not important unless you're doing what I'm doing. Um, you're not valuable. So I want you to question the people in your life that have the biggest influence over you. And I want you to think about, is the loyalty reciprocated? Is this environment or uh, the influence of the leader helping me to grow and my life is going to an upward spiral? I'm seeing more of who I am and I'm developing and getting stronger. And am I actually being encouraged to be my unique self, my best self, my true self, my whole self, or do I have to diminish who I am in order to be accepted? And I know we don't live in a perfect world and a lot of environments are going to be one where we feel like we have to conform and we have to comply. And there's a healthy aspect to that and an unhealthy aspect to that. So what is the cure for the loyalty trap? If you found yourself in the loyalty trap, what can you do? The first thing is to discover your own life purpose. If you don't have a plan for your life, somebody else will give you their plan. You might be asking, Cheryl, how do I get a plan for my life? Well, in my coaching sessions, this is one of the integral aspects of what I do. Whatever the presenting challenge is, perhaps it's somebody who feels confused about what career change to make, or they feel like they're drowning in debt, or they are in a relationship that's really toxic and don't know how to get out. Wherever you start out, you have to start with, what is my story? What do I want for my life? Who am I really? We have to ask those existential questions. We cannot get away from it. If we try to avoid it, that's why we get stuck in loyalty traps. Because we are trying to get somebody else to dictate what our story should be. And you know what? That sucks. It really, really sucks. We need to be able to stand in our own truth. And yes, that does mean incorporating a spiritual identity because that's where our identities are forged in, in our spirit. So as we understand who we are in our spirit and learn to live from the inside out, we attach to a sense of meaning and purpose, the, the dreams that you have for your life. Maybe it's okay to give yourself permission to dream that, even if it's not something that somebody else thought you should do. That's a big fight of your life. I go into that in my coaching sessions. What's the real fight of your life? Because a lot of these situations tend to be distractions and we get stuck in the drama triangle. And I'll be the first to say that I get stuck in there too sometimes, but I'm aware of it. And I know that to change that, I have to change the story to say, I am the hero in my own story. How can I shift out of letting this person or the situation dictate my reality? So the first thing to do to get the cure, the serum, <laughs> to escape the loyalty trap, to know what your life purpose is, to become the hero of your own story. Stop waiting for permission. Stop waiting for somebody else to tell you, yes, you can go open that business. Yes, you can go and live in this country. Do it. If that's what you really want, find people around you that are doing similar things and spend more time with them. Spend less time with people that are complaining in the downward spiral, in the drama triangle, talking about what's not working. We know what's not working. We know the challenges that we have. But how do we shift out of that? That's important. Start having more powerful conversations. 
We're afraid of that wake-up call where we have to stop buying into somebody else's story because now who are we? Now what do we do with our lives? It's scary but also wonderful to finally escape the trap of someone else's narrative for your life. It's actually super empowering at the end because you start to realize, wait a second, these things that made me come alive, it's okay if I do them. Actually, I love to do it. Other people love that I do it too. And you need to give yourself permission to take the loyalty leap. What if you could become more loyal to yourself and to the plan that you have for your life, in your relationships, career, finances, for your family, that ideal life that you want to build? What if you could become fiercely loyal to that? Because often when we start to be driven by purpose, we realize that the thing we want to do actually serves other people. But we are so scared of that. I say this over and over again in my coaching sessions and my training courses. People are scared of the greatness inside of them. And that's why I feel like it's my mission to awaken that hero in you, to say, you know who you are meant to be. That beautiful, big, powerful thing that sounds impossible you were actually meant to do that. You were actually meant to bring that change. And it's so rewarding and amazing to awaken that in somebody, to see the light come on in their eyes, to say, Cheryl, you know what? I'm actually so scared. I'm actually afraid to be this bold, amazing person. And I I smile and I say, but you've always been that person. So I want you to analyze what version of loyalty trap you've been in And to start unraveling that, to say, is what I've been told to believe actually true? What is the result of that in that person's life? If it's something that I do not want to emulate, how can I start looking at other examples of positive leadership? And if I can't find that, where can I go and look for that? To start shifting my perspective. Because it's okay and even necessary you to be loyal to your own life so that's what i will leave you with today is the invitation to escape the loyalty trap and to start writing your own script because when you do you become powerful and you start to exchange a false loyalty for a real one and that is the call of your adventure have a great day 